This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermover, and today in episode 164, we're going to be continuing looking at tech in our homeschool and how to reset the tech in our homeschool. And this week, we're going to be looking at email strategy in your homeschool for 2022. Now, I'm going to divide this into two different sections. First, we're going to look at your kids and email, and then you and email. So first of all, about your children. I do think if you haven't stopped to think about this already, that you do need to plan when you're going to give your kids email. Now, obviously, if your kids all have email, this first little bit's not going to apply to you. But if your children don't already, it's not a bad idea for you and your spouse to sit down and to talk it over. As a high school teacher, when I get a child who joins one of my online classes and um, and my co-op classes are blended. You know, they have an hour with me in co-op and the rest of it is all online. If they're not used to using email and checking email, um, it is a huge struggle because they don't know how to know what's going on. And so I would say that it, by middle school, the latest, you should start giving your child an email. Now, if you give it to them earlier, you can decide when. I will tell you that pretty much as soon as our kids could write words, we gave our kids email. Um, we are a very tech family and our family are all over the US and the world. And the one way that our children could communicate with grandparents, etc. Um, and cousins was to be able to use email. Um, so it was just an extension of writing a letter. This was a whole lot faster. And it was a great way for them to start communicating um, with other people. It also obviously hones their communication skills and they start to learn to write and writing an email to somebody and getting a response is fun. If you're concerned about your children just being let loose on email, you can set up an email that you are monitoring. Um, Gmail, I know, has options where you um, you kind of set them up as a child account. And so it's actually like a part of yours and you can actually see everything that they're sending and receiving. So if, if it's a concern to you that, um, you know, what they may be sharing with friends, etc. Just do that. Add yourself um, onto their accounts until they're old enough and you start to trust them. Do remember that email is a form of communication. So just the same way that you don't literally sit in on every verbal conversation your child has, think through how much you want to sit in on this kind of uh, communication. That said, before you let your kids have email or as they start to use it, you need to train them on using it. And here's where if your child already has an email and you hadn't, haven't done that, um, maybe, you know, it's something that you can st stop and consider. Do your does your child know how to use email correctly? So the first thing is they need to realize that they are communicating with people, real people. Sometimes they might not know the person if they're emailing perhaps a teacher back or something, but they're people who have feelings and are going to read that email in a certain way. And just the way you have to teach your kids not to have tone in their voice, they've got to learn about tone in emails or lack of tone in emails. And it's, it's something they need to know. Um, 
I think all of the Funder Funder teachers, Funder Funder is the show sponsor, and um, with our academy, the teachers, we have a Slack channel where we talk about things to each other. And every couple of months, a teacher will report on a, a message that they have received from a student in the class. The child may not realize they're being rude, but they are. And so this is something you need to go through with your children as to what's appropriate. You know, what do you write in an email? What don't you write? And remind them that their words live on forever. You know, they might say something, um, and if no one's recording it, those words are kind of gone. They might live in somebody's heart, but they're kind of gone. But when you're putting something out there in the internet, just because they hit send um, and it's kind of gone from in front of their eyes, doesn't mean it's gone. And I think that is something you need to explain to your kids and you know tell them to think carefully before they hit send, especially if they're angry, not to respond to an email in anger. Um, or frustration or whatever it is you know you need to start talking to them about cyberbullying and make sure that they don't um, either do it or be a victim of it so that they're aware so these there are a lot of things you need to talk about as as they get into things and especially if you get into the point where you're not going to be monitoring them all the time and so that your, ch your children understand just also the fact that when you send an email to still try to use reasonable grammar particularly if you're writing this to somebody like a teacher Yes, you wouldn't believe how many kids will email us and use um, texting lingo. So uh, just those are the kind of things. But the other thing is just simply that um, children still need to understand, particularly as they get into the teen years, that you have to check your emails. And, you know, they're used to um, texting and Snapchatting and everything else. But unfortunately, email is still here and it's still the main form of communication. And it's something that they need to just get in the habit of once a day checking to see if they have any messages. Because when they start to apply for scholarships, etc., sometimes you'll get somebody come back and say, I need an extra XYZ from you or you forgot to send this and we need it by now. And if they're not checking, they could be losing money. So um, and obviously when you start to get job applications, all those things, this is a habit they need to start getting into when they're in high school to start to look um, and see what, you know, what has been sent them. So that's just your kids and email, just to sort of start to get your ideas. If you have questions, your own thoughts, and as I said, all of this is going to be very personal as to how you yourself, you know, do it in your family and why you'll do it a certain way. But it's something you need to sit down and think about um, and then make make a plan. And, you know, you may need to adapt it as things progress. Um, never be scared to change your plans and adapt them, but don't just, um, you know, sort of just let it go, but be intentional about your kids and email just as you're intentional about other areas of their lives. And then let's come to you and your emails now. Oh, I just want to, one thing, point out, we do have um, an epi in episode 60, I um, interviewed Lisa Neering from True North Homeschool Academy, and she, we talked about teaching kids soft skills for digital communication. So that's a good episode. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Show notes are at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Um, so you can go across there and you, there'll be a, a link there um, to take you to that other podcast. Or you can just go look up on a podcast, go look back um, on your podcast player for episode 60 if you uh, have only joined the podcast recently. Okay, back to you and email. Now, I'm going to have to say that here I'm preaching to myself. Um, students who see my inbox laugh. Um, that and the number of tabs I have right now, you would be horrified. Um, I'm really bad at both things, so I'm going to be saying do what I say, don't do what I do, but I'm going to give you some ideas, and to be honest, I am actually really trying these things myself. So the first thing I'm going to suggest is um, 
reviveyourinbox.com. And this is actually my main suggestion here. It's a 21-day program. You spend about 20 minutes a day, and each day they come and they give you one more task. So you just have to really get stuck in at the beginning. Now, of course, I signed up for the six days ago because I wanted to see what it what it offered before I spoke to you about it. And I haven't really done any of the things because we've been traveling, and I restarted classes today, and um, it's just a little hectic. So I need to actually kind of go back and slowly intentionally do this. But each day they give you a different challenge. So once again, this this episode has more has a bit of homework. You can choose to do or not to do. And if your inbox is under control, you can just skip this part. But they go through things like um, deciding how often you're going to check your your emails. Because that's for me a problem because I I know that people are having problems and communicate with me and ask me questions. And I just, I'm one of those people who just hates to keep anybody waiting. So I become a slave to my inbox, which is not good either. I know. The other thing that they do is is try and um, clean up so you don't have so many messages that you're never reading. Because I have, I don't even want to know how many thousands of unread messages, which is the next thing my students always laugh at. So I am going to go, they, they do tell you how to sort of do this manually, how to delete um, messages and how to get rid of, because the, the, one of the big things that I'm sure that close up your, your um, inbox are newsletters. And so many stores actually just sign you up as you're buying something you just automatically get on on their email list so I, i'm now getting what i need to get rid of um and pretty much a daily uh newsletter from a store in the netherlands because my oldest daughter now lives there and i bought a christmas gift from there and so now i get an email letter in dutch every day which obviously i'm not going to be reading nor i be buying from them because i'm not there <laughs> and i'm not going to buy her a new gift every day so it's just a frustration and I need to go and get rid of it. Now, an easy way to do it, they do tell you ways to sort of how to find all your newsletters, but an easy way is to use Unroll Me, unroll.me. And I started doing it and then something came up and I didn't finish. So I'm going to be doing that. What I'll do is it'll tell you what all your newsletters are and you check off which ones you want to keep and which ones you want to get rid of. And I think... Um, if I'm correct, because my daughter, my youngest daughter has just done it, is that it will actually not only unsubscribe you, but it also removes all those ones out of your inbox. So you link your inbox up to it and it does that. So I know I did it a few years ago and it's just time for me to once again clean house. I just want to say show sponsor Funder Funder Academy. We do not sign you up automatically for our newsletter. Um, if you have bought anything from us, you will see there is a box to check if you want the newsletter. If you don't want the newsletter, we don't send it. And we only send you a newsletter once a month um, because A, I hate my inbox being full from other people and B, I don't have time to write them. So in fact, I've stopped writing them and uh, our ACT teacher, um, Leah, now writes them on behalf of me. And um, I kind of tell her what I want in it and then she does it for me. Also, I was having too many typos and as I was saying, you should actually, you know, the soft skills that come in digital communication, I was failing at those. So that's another thing. If you're in business and you have to use it a lot, get someone to check you <laughs> um, like I have to do or get someone to help you. So what else will you find in Revive Your Inbox? Well, so far it's taught me how to um, organize um, your messages so that if you don't want to deal with them immediately, they go through what you can do to still keep them around but not have them all in your face. So obviously the idea is you want to almost achieve inbox zero as they call it when you've got nothing in your inbox so you don't have to quite have that little but that you will have you will be very intentional and that every email that comes in you'll do something with you'll either delete it or you will deal with it 
you will archive it or you'll put it somewhere so that so that you can check it later and um, I, I know that if I actually can try and follow even just a quarter of the things that they're teaching my email life will be a whole lot better and I think yours will too so that you won't miss the important things and you will be appropriately on top of your inbox because I think a lot of the times I'm I'm too fast and I and I, I can probably just do it not quite so often the answering but also that I need to clean mine up because I have far too many things that I never read anymore so keep even if you're unsubscribing from my newsletter from funder funders it's okay I will have no hard feelings if you're finding no use for it just go and unsubscribe yourself um, and I, I have no idea who's unsubscribing I don't look I don't think most people do so don't ever feel bad about unsubscribing plus also if you're not reading them we're paying as we get more and more subscribers you have to pay more and more so it's expensive so you're actually being kind to the people because if you take yourself off they're not paying for someone who isn't reading it anyway which on my side I need to go through and actually just weed out all the people who never open it um, that's another side of the email that I have to do but I haven't done that yet either Anyway, if you go and you join up at the program, I would love to have you also join us on Facebook, on the um, in, in our Facebook group. It's the Homeschooling with Technology podcast community. Also, the link will be in the show notes. Come and join us there and let's talk through together what we found easy to do, what we found hard to do, and encourage each other to try and clean up our emails this year. It's still January. We've still got time to kind of start fresh and new and do things better than we did in 2021. Well, that's all from now. Come back next week for another tech challenge to reset your technology this year. Um, invite a friend to join you if you think that they will get use out of this podcast and give us a rating and review. That's all for now. See you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.